Hello and welcome to our worship for Sunday the 19th of December 2021, the fourth Sunday in Advent, and this service takes the form of a carol service. Many churches mark Advent with an Advent wreath. One candle, often red in colour, though traditions vary, for each Sunday throughout Advent being lit in succession with a final fifth central candle, normally white, lit for Christmas itself. Often this lighting of candles is accompanied by a liturgy, a form of words and perhaps prayers that help to reflect on the particular topic. The traditional approach has the candles representing the Advent hope or promise, the prophets, the forerunner, that's John the Baptist, and Mary, though there are variations on this theme. But in each case, the fifth candle reflects Jesus himself. These themes are also used in the hymn that we accompany the liturgy with. In the Methodist churches in Ellesmere Port this year, We've been using a liturgy prepared by the Joint Public Issues Team, which resources the Methodist, URC, Church of Scotland and Baptist churches in the public space. So today we use the fourth such reflection. You might want to light four candles to reflect an Advent wreath, or perhaps just look at the images. We read from the prophet Isaiah, Get yourself up on a high mountain, O Zion, bearer of good news. Lift up your voice mightily, O Jerusalem, bearer of good news. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God, the Advent God of joy. As we light our fourth candle, we recall the words of Mary as she sang praises to God, who looked with favour on the lowliness of his servant. Mary's joy is not only that she has been chosen, but that in God's grace there is no margin marginalisation. Too often in our world, individuals and groups are pushed to the margins and not heard. May we work towards a society where those marginalised and their voices are drawn into the centre. Thank you. 
Let us pray. We pray for a joyful world where the lowly are lifted high and the hungry are fed. We pray for our churches and communities that we may look towards the margins and not always to the centre. We commit ourselves to lift up our voices mightily to challenge a world view that pushes people to the margins. Amen. Our opening hymn or carol is one that picks up the theme of lighting a candle and particularly thinks of the, the fifth candle, Jesus, who comes like a candle flame.
Let us pray. Creative God, out of the blanket blackness, you conceived life, bringing energy and light. In the spinning earth, you were there in the cycles and seasons, giving purpose and plan. We praise you for your creative power. Redeeming God, you did not remain aloof from your creation. You committed yourself to individuals, calling them to step out in faith. You chose a nation to be your people and brought them up out of the land of slavery with signs and wonders. And then, beyond all expectation, you came in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, the baby of Bethlehem. We praise you for your redeeming love. Sustaining God, you continue your creative work and you continue to redeem. You catch us up in your timeless purpose, draw us into your covenant and equip us to live and love with your grace. We praise you for your sustaining mercy. Creative, redeeming and sustaining God, we worship you. Amen. Gracious God, as Advent and Christmas remind us of the story of your seeking your people, forgive us that so often we act and speak as if we didn't know that story or weren't part of it. We behave as if all revolves around us and ignore the all-embracing love that is at the heart of this season. So in this time, prepare us by your forgiveness, renew us in your hope and be born in us anew, so that we who have responded to you and all people may not just have a winter festival, but Christmas in all its wonder and glory. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 2 to 8 The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. 
The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Micah chapter 5, verses 2 to 5a. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labour bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. Oh, come to us, a 
abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favours.
The Gospel reading is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, entitled, The Magi Visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
The following reflection was written a few years ago when I was called on at very short notice to lead a Christmas Day service. We'd recently bought a set of nativity Russian dolls. This is the outer doll, the largest. We'll come back to that in a moment. And I base the reflection on the order of the dolls, largest to smallest. It tells the story in a sense from the outside looking in, as if from the view of, of an angel or uh, a character that's not recorded in the Gospels. We may find it slightly unfamiliar and refreshing. And I called it the birth of Jesus unwrapped. There I was, overseeing the stable. It was my job to discreetly watch and see that the newborn baby was kept at the centre. It was a bit of a headache. All sorts of people flocked to the stable when they got wind of the story. Well, at first, all I could see from my vantage point was a ring of scholars from the east. Apparently, they had already been to Jerusalem. Asking, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that signalled his birth. We're here to worship him. They'd only been and asked Herod, the ruthless tyrant. He was not pleased. He was terrified and most of Jerusalem with him. He gathered the high priests and the religious scholars together and asked them, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? And they told him, Bethlehem in Judah. The prophet Micah, which we heard earlier, wrote it plainly. It's you, Bethlehem, in Judah's land, no longer bringing up the rear. From you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Herod told them, then told the scholars the prophecy about Jerusalem and said, Go and find this child, leave no stone unturned. And as soon as you find him, send word and I'll join in your worship. So they headed this way. The star appeared again, the same star they had seen in the eastern sky. It led them on until it hovered right here. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They'd arrived at the right time. They came in here, kneeled, worshipped the baby. Then they opened their luggage and presented gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh.
I wriggle and squirm to see more than them. But suddenly they stood apart, and I could see the father. Well, rumour has it that he wasn't the actual father. But he was clearly going to be the dad in the family. Apparently, Mary... was engaged to be married to Joseph when he discovered that she was pregnant. Joseph, hurt, but a decent man, thought to take care of things quietly so that Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke to him. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. He was a good, solid, dependable man who clearly loved the girl. He was overjoyed at the scene he gazed upon. There, his beloved girl, Mary. The birth had taken place, but I hadn't yet seen the baby. Mary was tired, resting quietly, almost serenely. So she should. It had been a strange time. Very soon after the birth had happened, some shepherds had rushed in, complete with lambs. They claimed that they'd been invited by an angel, and that the angels, a whole host of them, had filled the skies and had sung the praises of this baby, who I still couldn't see. Just as the scholars, Joseph and Mary and the angels. And believe it or not, a donkey. They were sharing a stable with the donkey that had carried their luggage on their long journey and perhaps sometimes carried Mary herself as well. And then I realised that every eye, the scholars, Joseph's, Mary's, 
the angel <laughs> even the donkey every eye and now mine were drawn to the one place a feeding stall a manger and lying in it at the centre of it all was the baby the baby to be called Jesus God saves Amen and so let us pray for the world for whom Jesus God saves is the hope of Christmas loving God darkness conceals so much pain in the soul's shadowland the light of hope and love is spent the agony of isolation cuts deeply the pain of guilt cripples the crude knife of injustice twists we pray for the lonely who know no friendship and share no joy who feel lost forsaken and disregard it we pray for those who need to know forgiveness yet fear to face their wrongdoing and sin we pray for those oppressed and exploited whose worth is sought so low Lord our God we only need to look at the news and hear the stories of human tragedy to realize that there are those who are lonely bereaved stressed oppressed exploited and feeling guilt and in each and every situation we pray for them in these final days of advent and through our christmas tide we pray that the healing judging and hope bearing light that breaks through all darkness the light of the coming and present christ will dispel that darkness of distress and fear and bring true renewal
Amen. And we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against others. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power, the glory and the honour forevermore. Amen. final blessing that you may wish to join in the words in the yellow type. God of grace, as we are loved by you, so teach us how to love. As we are forgiven by you, so teach us how to forgive. 
as we are trusted by you so lead us to greater trust in you as we welcome the coming christ so enliven us to reflect the living christ and become channels of hope to a darkened world and the blessing of god father son and holy spirit be with us all this time this Christmas and for all days. Amen. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings to you wherever you are. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, bring us a figgy pudding, oh, bring us a figgy pudding, oh, bring us a figgy pudding and a cup of good cheer. Good tidings to you wherever you are, good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. For we like a figgy pudding, for we like a figgy pudding, for we like a figgy pudding and a cup of good cheer. Good tidings to you wherever you are, good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we won't go till we've got some, and we won't go till we've got some, and we won't go till we've got some, so bring some out here. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas!